Has anyone been to a game of any sporting event of any sort? And it goes insane. And by insane, I mean the refs have no control over the game. And by control, I mean the players are playing within the rules of the game. Has anyone ever seen a game where it is utterly and just just chaos going around? Have we seen that? Oh, yes, we have. Welcome to the island. I am your host, Alvis Samuel, and this is what we're going to talk about today, and it's going to take us a a ways back into a few previous episodes and but we are also going to talk about the future so what do i mean by watching a game or being at a sporting event and it's just utter chaos have has anyone ever seen anything like that that's the real question now i know i have now we we can go back to the rumble in the garden when the Detroit Pistons, I mean, it was complete chaos going out there. And both teams just bum rush the court, and it's a full-out brawl. And they're trying to control the players, and refs are getting hit, and players are getting hit. And there's people in the stands throwing their popcorn and at the players like, this is crap. It's just straight lawness. The law of the game. It's just thrown out of the window. Does anybody remember that game? Or one of my favorites, because this is the one that I always tell a bunch of people. The Andre Johnson fight with Cortland Finnegan. Houston Oilers, Tennessee Titans. Man, they just went at it. On the middle of the field, during the play, ripping each other's helmets off and just slugging it out. You see, there's, there's so much that goes on that people do forget that these guys, these men out there are athletes and they are very competitive. And when that competitive nature truly does get the best of them, and not only that, you also add in pure and just know this word, pure hatred for the, for the person lined up against you. You're already both competitive, and now you are you automatically add in that pure hatred for one another. You better have some refs on the field who know how to keep everything under control. Because if not, all hell will break loose. And I mean, it, it, it stuff just hits the fan. And I mean, it goes insanely crazy. So what does this have to do with anything? Because I don't know if anybody's been feeling this. I know I have. But everyone's been going crazy and things have been happening. Mad shootings and all that stuff has been going on everywhere. It's like things are intensifying. But lately, there's been this sort of a calmness. And this calmness doesn't feel like a good one. It's more like a, like, 
in one of those scary movies and the people are trying to tiptoe in the dark so no one finds them and they find this little corner in this dark pitch black house and the the the, the actors and actresses they're in this pitch dark house in this corner thinking that they're hiding and it's quiet and in this quietness you hear this sound that eerie high screech of a door opening and then you start hearing the breathing their breathing gets louder and louder and louder all of a sudden the spook scene happens but that scene doesn't happen until the buildup happens and in that buildup it's still calm however that calmness is making your heart beat ever so faster and faster and it just doesn't seem right that is where I'm at, right? I don't know about anybody else out there, but that is where I am at. There's this calmness that is not feeling right. It's very eerie. It's kind of, like I said, that scene where your heart is starting to beat faster and faster for no appointed reason, at least not why you think it is, but you do know everything around you is pitch black and you know something is about to pop up, but you just don't know what, nor do you know where, nor do you know when. That is where we are. So what does this big spooky scene in these scary movies, that, 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 that picture I just painted, have to do with the brawls on... In, in, in these sporting events, what does any of that have to do with anything? How does it combine with each other? Because, well, let me tell you this. Let me just say this. Before any of these athletes start just going mayhem on each other, you can honestly feel the tension by watching these athletes play. It starts off small. It starts off small. There's a holding. It's against the rules. It's against it's against what's supposed to be. And the refs don't call it. And there's another holding. Then all of a sudden there's a little retaliation on the way. Someone shoves somebody. Just a little bit after the whistle, a player gets shoved. Not too much after the whistle, but just a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the players start to get very chatty. And by chatty, I mean they're talking crap, mad crap to each other on the field. And the refs aren't really doing anything. They're just like, oh, they're just out there. They're just, they're just out there. Let's let them play. Then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, there's a, in, like in football, there's a face mask. That face mask kind of gets, doesn't really get called. Now you got some holding, you got some face mask on basketball. There's some shoving. People are getting elbowed in the spine, in the back. They're trying to dribble down the paint and inside the paint. And all of a sudden, an elbow comes their way. Refs don't call it. You see, it starts off little and little. And it begins to pick up. And it's up to these refs to 
do what? Get control of the game, but yet they don't. And then it just keeps going and going. And this game becomes very edgy. And you can see it on these players' faces. There, there, there might be a little scuffle over here and it gets broken up. A little scuffle over here and it gets broken up. And then, like in football, what usually always can always start a fight. And I mean, this will always start a fight on a football field. Always. And I mean, it can get bad. Go ahead and hit the opposing quarterback after the whistle. Try it. Uh, you're going to see both teams empty. They're going to run off that sideline and get on the field, and it's going to go insanely crazy. Somewhat the same in basketball. Go ahead and, and start to play a little too dirty. A dirt, just, you're just a dirty player, and you'll see both benches rush the court. It starts off small, just like the movie scene. Ain't really much. It's a little pitch dark. You're kind of stepping quietly. And little squeaks here and there. And then you're in the corner trying to not make any sounds, trying to not breathe as loud. And then the door happens. And now you know things are about to get crazy. Somewhat of the same thing. So why does this matter? Like I said, that's what's going on right now. There are things happening. Depending on who you are, it could be massive things or small things. Someone dying is always a big thing. But in the grand scheme of things, you could argue it's really not that big, depending on how what type of person you are. So, there's a plane crash over here. Kills over 70 people in Nepal. But it's still somewhat in the parameters of of the non-so craziness that's going around. Not only that, I I find it kind of, you know, a little bit yeah, it's, something's just not right because before the plane crash in Nepal, what happened in the United States, all of the planes, you know, people are traveling the FAA go they just go ahead and just grounds everything that hasn't been done since 9/11 you know the twin towers went down the FAA has not grounded any planes since then and i get what a lot of people are saying oh it had dealt with some sort of there was just a little 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 bug out there that just made the communications just so crazy so they had to ground all the planes yeah i don't i don't buy that whatsoever However, on the bright side of all that, nobody was injured because that could have been very, very dangerous. But there was no injuries. And then all of a sudden, a day later, I believe it was exactly a day later, there was two planes that almost ran right smack into each other, both going over 150 miles an hour, if I'm not mistaken, almost smack dab right into each other at an airport on the runway they weren't even in the air luckily they were able to stop the planes and then i believe it was exactly one day later if i'm not mistaken the plane crash in nepal now if anyone has seen the video of that the full video and i don't mean the inside video because i know 
there is a video that somebody was posting on the internet. Somebody in the plane was doing a post or some sort of social media thing. I'm not talking about that one, but I'm talking about the one of a there was a person outside taking a video of the of that plane. It does a basically almost a flip in the air it turns directly on its side within a snap of your own finger it's already on its side and then it to me tell me if i'm wrong but to me it looks like it got shot out of a slingshot as soon as it turned to its side it got shot out of a slingshot and went smack dab into the ground as fast as possibly could almost like someone grabbed it midair and chunked it into the ground small things happening little things here and there happen depending like i said depending on who you are like if you are a individual where this stuff is truly affecting you it's not that small but in the big picture of everything it's small i'm not trying to belittle anything but it that's just how it is so with that being said like i said there's there's this building up and this calmness at the same time happening this calmness and this buildup like in a scary movie where they're building up to this very spooky scene that's going to get everybody jumping out of their seats, throwing up popcorn, going crazy like, whoa, you got me. That is what's going on right now. And I, I don't know. I don't. I Well, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about it. whatever's happening and whatever's about to come because it's going to happen. It is going to lead to something very, it's going to make a lot of people question almost everything. And like I said, this episode, it goes back to other episodes. I remember, and go back, it was in November. Check the episodes in November. And the title of this one was called The Big Lie. I remember talking about this. And what was the big lie? The big lie was basically I was talking about the apostasy. And in the apostasy, in this everyone basically, in short, this definition, it's a person who basically turns against their own faith, their own religion, their own sometimes political look. They decide to turn their back on and say, you know what, this was all a big lie. Basically, in short, that is exactly what that is. And I said, I said that this is going to start with, you know, how this happens is the biggest lie that's ever been told in church, in churches. And that deals with the rapture. I, 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 I and I'm going to say this again. The rapture is not going to happen when we think it's going to happen. It's not. There's going to be massive, and I mean some massive, horrific things that will take place. And people are going to believe, these, these so-called quote-unquote believers are going to believe that God is coming right now. He is on his way Look, he is here. Look, he is here. And you are all being deceived. Very much so. Every one of you. Maybe even me. However, at least for myself, I don't, I hope I'm not deceived. But what this is what I do know. 
the rapture is not going to happen when all of these pastors are saying and these evangelists, these these preachers out there, oh my goodness. They're, they're, they're preaching this nonsense. That's what I will say. This nonsense, and I call it nonsense. Why? Because they are giving people, I've said it before and I'm going to say this again, they are giving their own congregation this this false hope that as long as you believe in God, nothing, if you believe in Jesus Christ, nothing bad will happen to you. You will be rich. You will be blessed upon measure. You know, you'll, you hear those messages. And then they say, and if it doesn't happen to you, it's because you have very itty bitty little faith. That's what they say. They say your faith is weak. You don't believe like you think you believe. That's what they say. And here is my question to those people, those preachers and teachers, evangelists, and all of them that's out there that, that go off of that message. What about those who are in Africa, in these what we call quote-unquote third world countries? And they're not, they don't have what we have over here in the United States. But yet they believe all the way until they breathe their last breath because they died of starvation. They died of hunger. They've died of thirst. They've died of some disease that we over here take for granted because we have all of these 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 what do you call them? Vaccines or shots, and we have all of this doctor, technology, whatever we have over here, they don't have it over there. But yet you want to say that they have small faith. What do you say to those who were born basically under a bridge and they were 100% written off to become nothing and that is exactly what they became. But yet they held on to their belief. They were born broke. And they died even worse. But yet they held on to their faith. What do you say to those people? They didn't become rich. They didn't become wealthy because they didn't have faith. They're not rich or wealthy because they didn't give their tithes. What do you say to those people? You see, you are out here talking so much and believing and you, I honestly believe this. You believe your own crap, your own lies, your own BS. And then you say, God doesn't want you to go this route. And, and that's somewhat true. He doesn't want you to actually go those routes, but it happens. And when it happens, you're going to need somebody to tell you the truth. But there's so many pastors out here in the United States of America all over the West who wants you to believe these lies and then they tell you these lies to get your offering and then they steal from you. They steal everything you have. So what does this have to do with the brawls and the fights and all of that that I was talking about? What does this have to do with any of that? Very simple. Here's what it has to do. Because the truth is not being told. And these pastors, these teachers, these evangelists, all of these so self-proclaimed 
God-fearing people, these self-proclaimed prophets out there. They are the refs. That's what it has to do. And instead of getting control of what is about to happen, they're just letting it happen. And while they let it all happen, and they're stealing, basically, truthfully stealing from you, either your money or your hope, things are about to go insanely crazy. We're coming up on that point. You see a lot of these people who are standing on their own pulpits, singing in their choirs. They are the master musicians out there. They're not living right themselves. But they want you to believe that they are. And they're feeding, again, this false hope. These are those refs. They don't care. They're just there to collect a paycheck. They are there to steal your money. They are there to feed you this, like I've been saying this entire episode, that that false hope that God is coming and he's going to save you before everything goes crazy. It's not true at all. And when these people start realizing that they've been lied, they've been hoodwinked, they've been taken advantage of, they're going to say this was all a lie. This was a money scheme, a money grab. They fed off of my emotions. They did not tell me the truth. They did not keep. Here's a big one. Like I said, this is big. Oh boy, here it is. They themselves did not uphold the law, the rules of the game. What could that be? That could easily just be the Ten Commandments itself. They themselves, these people on these pulpits, did not even uphold or not not even just uphold. They didn't even respect the Ten Commandments itself. So they stole from you everything that they could. You invited them in your house. They laid hands on you. They prayed for you and your family. They've done all of this stuff. Because they gave you and fed you a false hope and stole from you. They did not tell you the truth. And this will lead to the great apostasy. And I'm going to let everyone know something right now. And now we're about to get to the actual point of this new episode that we're about to dive into. Yes, this is going to be an episode. And this is going to be one of those episodes again. That, not just an episode, I meant a series. It's going to be one of those series, again, that will make you very angry. Everybody. However, or it could make you sad, but it's going to do one or the other. However, it's going to be the truth. Because that's all I can tell you. That's all I can do. So, where am I getting at with all of this? Talking about the apostasy. Rules not being followed, refs and pastors and preachers not keeping everything under control like they should have, but they've been stealing and just collecting a paycheck or just taking your hope away from you. Where am I getting at? The question is, has the great apostasy already started? That is the question. Has it already started? And I have proof. However, technically will not truly start until the restrainer 
leaves and is no longer restraining. And the lawlessness one, lawlessness one, is revealed. However, just like what I said in the previous series, the seeds have been already planted and there are more being planted to set everything up and to push everything truly in motion. Fakes out there. Even those who might have at one point in time truly did in their own mind and heart believe, but then seeds were being placed. Some of these people, by their own doing, some by others. What do I mean by this? It's already started. It has. It has already started. I, you're seeing people like... I. I can't say it any other way, but you're seeing people like Tyler Perry himself, a man of Christian values, a man of high morality, a man that started like most for the church, but is now for Hollywood. Yes, Tyler Perry. What are you talking about? I can tell you right now, those Medea movies, that was the beginning of all of it. Even before, the second he decided he was going to put on a dress and wear a wig and act like he was a woman, that was the seed. That seed said, this man can be bought. And sure enough, there he is. You see all the movies he's making now, producing some stuff. A lot of y'all have already seen it. I've seen a couple of Medea shows, Medea movies. Not impressed, never have been, never will be. Because there's something to me, at least to me, about a man wearing a dress and he's doing it for, like I like to call it, craps and giggles. Doing it for a paycheck. Like I said, that man can be bought. He can and has been and will continually be bought because his morals are lacking. Lacking so. He traded in his values, his belief for a paycheck. And a lot of people out there are buying into it. A lot of people. Like I said, this is going to make you mad. I'm going to call it how it is. This Medea bullcrap. Now look at this guy. The last thing I believe I saw this man in, he was in a, a what I believe this movie is called Don't Look Up. Supposedly he's in this movie, he was in this movie, and he was a news anchor sitting right by, right beside his pal, Leonardo DiCaprio. Old Leonardo. This man has been bought. And I find it funny how he was one of the two men who tried to console this other guy called Will Smith after Will Smith slapped the crap out of Chris Rock. They wanted to talk to him to the side like, hey, man, we got this yada yada blah, whoopty whoopty whoop. I don't know what they said. I personally don't care. However... He decided he was going to try to help this other guy out. What are you going to help him out with? How to dress like a woman? How to sell your own beliefs for a paycheck? You're bigger than this man. No, you're not. Let's be honest about this. And there's a lot of people out there who will watch this crap. Yes, I call it crap. Oh, but it talks about, he talks about God. He has Christians and, yeah, I don't care what he has. Just like all these pastors who people are going to their churches and they're feeding them lies. Go to hell with them. 
I personally don't care. That ain't my business. I'm not going to say I don't care. But if you want to believe them, you do that. Because I'm not. Other people, other pastors, they're all doing the same thing. Feeding lies and deceptions. Manipulating you. To keep you going in this direction. And next thing you know, just like Tyler Perry, you're in a movie called Don't Look Up. Who is What is straight blaspheming the Bible along the way. I, I'm letting that be known. This is where this is starting. Pastors who are trying to truly tell the truth. Tell me, how many people have left? your church strictly because you decided to tell the truth forget the emotions forget the feelings i have a responsibility to tell you the truth and i will not be bought i will be attacked but i will not be bought and i'm going to say it how it is how god's word says it i can only be a mouthpiece basically an echo. I'm an echo chamber. God speaks and it echoes through me. How many pastors, how many of you pastors have seen your congregation dwindle basically to just a few strictly because you decided to stand, hold, and tell the truth? Tell what's inside the Bible and not tell how you feel. It might even hurt you to say to say these things or to preach on these things, but yet you have to do it and you do it. Has it already started the great apostasy that is? Like I said, it's, it's in my opinion, and like I said, this is my now opinion. I believe it has. You're seeing less and less of people inside churches for whatever reason. I do hope those people are still getting the truth. But it seems like to me some a lot of these people are trying to go to a, a church, find a church that makes them feel good. Tell me smooth and sweet things. Tell me things that'll make me smile. Don't tell me the truth. That's what they're saying. Like I said, it's starting. The seeds have been planted. And there's a lot of people not realizing it because it's moving so, oh, so softly across the floor. There are some people who are feeling this eeriness, this calm, just calm eeriness because it's starting. It is starting. And once it fully begins, everybody will understand one thing. Everybody will know one thing once it truly begins. Everybody will understand who the lawlessness one truly is. Because once it started, the restrainer has left, the veil has been lifted, and the lawless one will step out. And when that happens, I do pray that you actually know the truth, that you've been told the truth and not been fed some lie this is the island i am your host alvis samuel and thank you for listening to the island podcast go ahead and share do all that jazziness 
go ahead and go to theislandpodcast.org, read some of the blogs, and uh, just, you know, hit me up for those who have done that. If you feel like you want to donate, go ahead. There's a button you can click on and quickly click there and do all of that jazzy stuff. You can donate, but I'm just letting you know it can happen because that's the only way I can keep this stuff up and going is by that. If not, then I'm paying for it myself. That is fine. That's what I've been doing. I'm trying to give you a guilt trip. I'm just letting you know the truth. So with that being said, go to uh, theislandpodcast.org and please read those blogs. I, I enjoy them myself. It's all free. It's all free. You can chat for me or chat for me. You can chat with me. I will answer back. Yes, I will. And it's, like I said, it's a good thing. It's it's something that's starting to move in a direction that things should be going in. So do that stuff. Share this. And like I said, this episode will be a series. I don't want to keep this ending part going. So I want to end it on this. I am Alva Samuel. And this is The Island Podcast. <laughs>